This is my second interview with a member of the CPC strategy team, the paid search management agency with a specialist focus in retail. This time we talk about Amazon product advertising and why it must not be ignored in e-commerce paid customer acquisition campaigns. We would pretty much cover everything retailers need to know about Amazon advertising today. Do stay tuned and be prepared to take a load of notes. Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show where we interview founders of fast-growing seven- and eight-figure e-commerce businesses and e-commerce experts. They'll tell their stories, share how they 2 x their businesses, and inspire you to take action in your own online retail business today. And now, here he is, the man in the mix, Kunle Campbell. Hi 2Xers, welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. I'm your host, Kone Campbell, and this is the podcast where I interview e-commerce entrepreneurs and online retail marketing experts who help uncover new e-commerce marketing tactics and strategies to help you, my fellow 2Xers, grow metrics. Metrics in your online stores such as conversions, average order value, traffic, repeat customers, and ultimately sales. You're in good hands here. Today, I have with me, again, CPC Strategy, the, a retail-focused paid search agency with specialist expertise in Google Shopping, AdWords, Bing Ads, Amazon Advertising, Product Feeds-based advertising on comparison shopping engines, and they're well-respected in retail in, in the States, in the world, with clients such as Sears, Clacks, and Payless. They agreed to, to take part in a three-part series on paid acquisition. And today's episode is all around Amazon product advertising. I have with me Rick Backus. He's the CEO and co-founder of CPC Strategy. He has spent his entire professional life in the world of online retail, initially with prize comparison engine prizegrabber.com before co-founding CPC Strategy in 2007. Rick is a regular speaker at conferences such as IRCE, SES, Mivicon, and Searchlove, and is a columnist in publications such as Search Engine Land, Internet Retailer. He's contributed to Mixergy and Media Post. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome Rick to the show. Welcome to the show, Rick. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here, Kune. Fantastic. Good stuff. Could you take a minute or two to to let the audience know more about you and CPC Strategy, please? Yeah, I think you did an excellent introduction on both me and CPC Strategy. I founded the company eight years ago. We are an ad agency primarily focused on Google. We've been spending a lot of time in the last year trying to figure out Amazon, how to help our clients and and retailers to grow their sales on Amazon, which is what I'm going to talk about today. Um, We're also very interested as an agency in Facebook and how to grow retail sales on Facebook because we see that the direct response on Facebook for products is increasing pretty rapidly. And so on a very basic level, the three channels that we're trying to kind of own as an advertising agency are Google, Amazon, and Facebook. On Facebook, I'm actually registered for a a webinar with you guys at some point next week. We're recording this for for those of you listening on the 5th of June, but it might be, you know, delayed by, by a few more weeks. Before we go into Amazon, what's your take on Facebook? Our take on Facebook is that it 
currently isn't driving volume in terms of direct response that Google or Amazon can drive. It's, it's actually nowhere near those two channels. But what's really interesting to us about Facebook is that Amazon and Google are great at fulfilling demand, meaning that you search for a keyword that indicates you're ready to make a purchase on Google or Amazon, and Amazon especially is, is the best in the world at just fulfilling that demand. If you know what product you want, then Amazon does an amazing job at just delivering you that product at a reasonable price, and, and they ship it to you extremely fast. And They're going to be very hard to compete with for Facebook or Google at the very bottom of the funnel. What's exciting about Facebook is that it has potential to introduce your products to people. And so that's the challenge, right? It is, is fulfilling demand is relatively easy, but creating demand is, is really challenging. And that's something that, that Amazon has struggled with. Google doesn't know. Google's not exactly built to create demand either. And so Facebook, Facebook knows more about us as consumers than really either of those channels. They know what we like. They know what our friends like. They know what we do. And so in theory, if retailers can figure out the right time to promote their products on Facebook and to get them in front of new audiences, it can actually create demand. And so in theory, you can use Amazon at the bottom of the funnel to fulfill demand. You can use Facebook at the top of the funnel to create demand. And then Google is somewhere in between essentially those two channels. But that's what's exciting to us about Facebook. Fantastic. So I guess it'll be down to getting attribution modeling right. So retailers are able to see the fact that this is a team, you know, you're, you know someone's playing, um, someone's starting out the, the offense and, you know, they're passing the client or the ball, you know, to, to the offense to, to actually, you know, score pretty much. So Facebook is right at the start and then it passes, you know, them through to Google or, or Amazon. Yeah, I like the sports analogy. So, yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Amazon. Amazon is your forwards. Facebook can be your defense and Google's your midfielders. Fantastic. Good stuff. I was actually going to make episode three, uh, the three parts series of this to be uh, shopping comparison engines. But I think Facebook advertising might be a better pick for the third, but, but we'll talk about it after anyway. Yeah, I would agree with that from uh, not only today, but moving forward, Facebook as a channel, I think has a lot more potential. Whereas the comparison shopping engines, their models are pretty much just arbitrage that is slowly dying. And so there's a lot of retailers that still participate on comparison shopping engines. But moving forward, Facebook is much more likely to be a, a real source of revenue that grows. Mm-hmm. Very fickle. Okay, right. Okay, let's jump into Amazon product advertising. Um, let's start out with a major clarification. Uh, from, from what I, I gathered from, from a blog post of, of yours, there's Amazon product ads and there's Amazon sponsored products. Could you please tell us what the key differences are? Yeah, it's, it's a pretty huge difference. I think that the confusion comes just from the name sounding so similar, but Amazon product ads are the ads that drive a user off of Amazon directly to a product page on the retailer's website. And so Amazon product ads work very similarly to Google Shopping or Price Grabber or any like traditional comparison shopping engine. Whereas Amazon sponsored products are the advertising units 
that drive the user on Amazon to an Amazon detail page of the product. So product ads are for external websites. Sponsored products are for marketplace listings. Gotcha. So they're like featured, the sponsored ads, uh, they're almost like enhanced to increase your visibility within AdWords, within, sorry, Amazon and product ads will pretty much ad- adverts would take you out of, of Amazon. Yep, you got it. Okay. All right, good stuff. Where should retailers get a bigger bang for their buck? Sponsored products or product ads? So it's a very loaded question in terms of the fact that there are dramatic differences, right? So sponsored products is the lever that you use to grow your on Amazon sales. Amazon product ads is a lever that you can use to grow your off Amazon sales. And so we have, you know, out of our 250 plus clients, they all have standalone e-commerce websites. And we've been managing the product ads program for you know three plus years now. And we would use that as a source of traffic to go back to our, our retailer site. Um, but for the most part, our retailers are are relatively mature e-commerce sites. They have a really built-out site. They have email marketing set up. They have their own sales funnel like really built out, and they're relatively sophisticated. And so in that scenario, product ads can be another external source of quality traffic the same way that Google Shopping or a price grabber could be. Sponsored products are relatively new, and they are used to grow your Amazon-specific sales. And so it really just depends on what your business strategy is. If you're trying to drive more volume through your e-commerce store than product ads is the better option. If you're trying to drive more volume through your Amazon store than sponsored products is the better option. Okay. How do product ads actually compare to Google Shopping from a conversion standpoint, given all the data you see from 250 clients? They don't convert as well as Google Shopping. Realistically, Google Shopping for external traffic being driven to your website is the best converting source that we've found at scale, meaning you can get, you know, two or three orders from a random blog, but to actually scale out your traffic, Google Shopping is the best converting source. Product ads, in our experience, the conversion rates are about 50% of what you would see from Google Shopping. And so if you're converting at 4% on Google Shopping, Amazon product ads will be more likely closer to like 2%, which is in line with the conversion rates that you'll see from a lot of the shopping engines like a price grabber or a Nix tag or shopping.com. Product ads converts a little bit better than those other channels, but not nearly as well as Google Shopping. Mm, and I guess since uh, they're in buy mode in, in Amazon, um, you know, no one's hanging on Amazon to, to have a conversation with their friends. That that just gives that extra boost as compared to, to, to other platforms. Okay, let's delve deeper into Amazon product ads. What, what, what are the fundamentals? Could you break down what a an Amazon product ad looks like? Is it driven by a product feed or is it driven by keywords? Yeah, it's driven by both. So the product feed has the keywords that Amazon is going to use to display your products. And the way that it works, it's always been a little bit of a confusing experience for users. I think that users are actually really surprised when they click through a product ad and go to another website. There is a a link that Amazon says available at external websites. And so if you read that, and you process that information, you would know that you're about to leave Amazon. But most people 
you know, everything else that you click on on Amazon takes you to another Amazon page and keeps you within that experience. Product ads has always been a little bit of a weird experience in terms of the the product ads look the same as the customers who buy this also bought this ads. And so it looks very similar to other functionality for cross promotions on Amazon, but you click through and you go to another website. And so fundamentally it performs very similar to Google shopping in terms of you send Amazon a feed, you upload the feed, you can bid on a per product basis. But the challenge is from a user experience standpoint, it still is kind of weird when users click through and they go to another website, not really expecting it. And oftentimes they just will go right back to Amazon. I was going to ask you a question about the format because right at the top of my head I was actually thinking the, the ads were you know when you scroll to the bottom of an Amazon product page sometimes you see some text adverts there that are powered by Amazon but product ads you're saying they're actual images with the title some description and then you click through well with the tag saying you're going to be taken to an external site so it has Amazon enhanced its inventory of what it can offer advertisers. Are product ads relatively new to Amazon and um, are there to clear format? No. So they're, they've been around for about four plus years. I, I should know the exact date, but they've been around for a while. And from Amazon's perspective, they want to have coverage of every product that exists, right? Like that's that's their goal. And so product ads are a means to an end, meaning that they'll make product ads available and they're, they're using product ads as backfill in categories where they don't have a lot of coverage. And so product ads are they're available to almost every category, but the exposure of your product ads is, is very dependent on how much coverage Amazon already has on a particular SKU or in a particular category. And so Amazon doesn't really want to drive people off of their site to external websites. But if you're doing a search on Amazon for a product that's not currently being sold by Amazon, it's a better user experience to at least have that product in the Amazon catalog, have you click through, charge the advertiser for that click, and then train the user that even if the, the product is not available on Amazon, we'll be able to find somewhere else on the internet where you can purchase the product. Therefore, you should still start your search on Amazon. Absolutely, which is direct competition to Google, really, when you think about it. I actually interviewed Nir, Nir Ayl, of, um, the, the author of Hooked yesterday, um, How to Build Habit-Forming Products. And he was talking about the fact that the only reference to, to e-commerce in his book was, was Amazon and exactly what you just said. They put it there to get people to come all back and back again. It's a retention tool and it's a win-win retention tool. They get more customers to, to come back again and then they make money off the back of the fact that when you click on the advert, you <laughs> you know, you're taken to another site. So it's quite clever of them. So, so what about the the text ads at the bottom of product pages? Um, are they part of the, the product ad inventory, or do you buy them separately for another sort of package? No. So the text ads they're part of what's called Amazon Marketing Services, which are advertising units that are available to vendors. And so those text ads will drive you to a vendor page on Amazon. And to be honest, the the different advertising units on Amazon are very confusing. 
And I can go through each of the individual advertising types, but oftentimes it just becomes more and more confusing. So the text ads are not available as product ads. Product ads are just that. They're just images of products that drive to external websites. But text ads are only available to vendors to drive traffic to their vendor page. Okay. Vendor. So we have text ads, we have product ads, and then we have sponsored ads sponsored advertising. Are there any other ads we should know about? Yeah, so AMS is available to vendors. What a vendor is, is just a product manufacturer that sells their products directly to Amazon. And so Amazon has to, or they choose to, try to entice manufacturers to sell directly to them as opposed to the manufacturer selling as a third-party seller. And so there are advertising options and content options available to vendors that aren't available to third-party sellers. And so those include those text ads. They also have banner ads that are available to vendors. They have uh, what's called e-commerce ads, which are basically product ads under the buy box. And so the buy box will be to the right of the product where it says buy now. And underneath the buy box, there's e-commerce ads, which are only available to vendors, which work very similarly to to sponsored products, but they're only available to vendors. There's also A-plus content, which is only available to vendors, which means that you're essentially Amazon allows you to use HTML on your landing pages and just create a more beautiful landing page. And so whenever you see a landing page that seems like it's it's unique relative to the rest of the offers, that, that's almost always A-plus content. They also have a Vine program which is available to submit your products to get reviews from Amazon reviewers who are like highly rated and have a long history of reviewing products on Amazon. So a lot of the confusion is around what's offered to vendors. For third parties, the main form of advertising is sponsored products. And usually when people say Amazon PPC, that's what they're talking about. Okay. 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 Thanks for clarifying. How can retailers collect consumer information from checkout through product ads? So product ads, Amazon product ads will drive the consumer back to your website. So if they check out through your cart, you get all of the information. Sponsored products are the ads that drive people to Amazon. In that case, for any seller on Amazon, you don't get the customer's email. You do get their phone number. And so that's one of the big downsides to selling on Amazon is that you're not able to retarget that customer. The only email communication goes through Amazon and it's a it's an email that doesn't show you the name of the person that purchased from you. And so essentially your communication is limited to just, did you receive my product? Are you happy with my product? And that's it. Have any of your clients used the Amazon buy box on their landing pages when they connected it to say their Amazon product ads, just to see if there were any conversions or any better conversions off the back of it? So no, not that I have direct experience with, but it is something that we want to test, not in the way that you're describing it. In the way that that you're describing it, I think it wouldn't work out that way. What I mean by that is if the user's on Amazon and there is a marketplace page, there's an Amazon offering for your product, Amazon is not going to show the product ad for that same product because it's already on Amazon. 
And so essentially, if you were to use Amazon product ads, the user would start their search on Amazon. They would click on a product ad. They would go back to your website. And then on your website, they would have a buy on Amazon button, which would send them back to Amazon. And it would be a weird experience. But for Google Shopping... I have not seen a lot of retailers doing that at all, where you have your add to cart button and you have the buy on Amazon button. You're not allowed to promote Amazon products through Google Shopping, but you are allowed to have a buy now button next to your add to cart button. And so for a lot of users, I would say the majority of users, if they had the option of checking out on Amazon, that may lift your conversion rate enough for that Google Shopping traffic to actually justify the 15% fee that you're going to have to pay to Amazon. What I mean by that is if your normal conversion rate on your e-commerce site is 1% and you add the buy on Amazon button and that lifts your total conversions up to 3%, you can justify the hit that you're taking on your margin because now your your conversion rate tripled because you offered that option. Another big factor there is mobile. A lot of our clients, they just turn off mobile traffic for advertising because their site just doesn't convert on mobile. If you were to give your customers the option to click through from a Google shopping page to go to your site and they had the option to buy on Amazon, first of all, the Amazon mobile experience is excellent. And most customers already have all of their credit card information stored on Amazon. So it makes that Amazon checkout very seamless and there's very low friction with an Amazon mobile checkout. And so that's something that I haven't seen a lot of retailers testing with, and we're actively in talks with a couple of our clients to, to see if that would work. Okay. I think what I meant was, I think that Amazon has released a almost like a PayPal service where the products don't necessarily need to be on Amazon, but, but you could check out with with your Amazon account, I think. Yeah, that's checkout by Amazon. Yeah, so what I was thinking was, if you can correct me if I'm wrong here, if I had my, my product ads on Amazon and then took the, the, the searcher or the, the customer to my site and instead of just seeing the normal, you know, ads to cat, um, they just see a buy with, you know, with your Amazon account button on there. Do you think it would help or? Yes, and the clients that have implemented checkout by Amazon. Uh-huh, checkout by Amazon. That. Yeah, that's what it's called. The clients who have implemented it, it has has become a larger source for the percentage of their checkouts than they were anticipating. And so I actually think that that's not only a good idea for product ads, but that's probably a good idea for all of your traffic sources. Because even if even if the customer is not coming from Amazon, the likelihood that they have their credit card information stored on Amazon is very high. And so if you have a PayPal option or an add to cart option, if you were to only select one other option that wasn't directly just adding to your card and paying through your payment processor, then checkout by Amazon is a really good idea. But I do know a lot of developers have run into issues with the integration of checkout by Amazon. It's not as easy as adding PayPal, which is a pretty simple process for sellers. But yeah, I I think it's a good idea, not only for product ads, but just in general for other traffic sources who who would like to check out that way. And it's relatively easy to test. Okay. What does the management, the day-to-day management of a product ad, an Amazon product ad look like? Do you bid on a daily basis? Do you look at performance metrics like such CTR, you know, like with your AdWords campaign, or is it more or less an automatic plug and play thing? So it depends on the size of your catalog. The way that most retailers approach it is that it's pretty automatic, meaning that if they're spending under $500 a month and they don't have a huge product catalog, product ads isn't going to be this crazy huge source of traffic for you. You know, maybe maybe 10 to 20% of what you're doing 
on Google Shopping. And the way that you manage it is the same way that you would manage any other product catalog. You'll be able to track ROI, return on investment. You see the, the revenue on a per product basis and you adjust your bids based on your goal cost of sale. And so that's how we approach it. If it's a larger campaign, it requires us to make daily bid adjustments. For most retailers who don't have a huge catalog, it is more of a, you know, send your feed, check back, you know, once a week to see what products are doing well, adjust your bids manually. And it doesn't have to be a huge time suck for you. Okay. Okay. And I believe it's limited to, to a specific number of categories in Amazon. Is, is that correct? That is correct. They are just, I think, reintroducing product ads for apparel, but it hasn't been available for apparel, electronics. Basically, whenever there's a lot of product coverage on Amazon, they don't need the product ads anymore. Like I said, Amazon product ads is not a flagship product for Amazon. It's a means to an end. And the end goal is coverage. And so once they have full category coverage, they'll just close down the category for product ads. Wow. So it might not really last as an advertising format on on Amazon if um, they keep on their expansion plans as (laughs) scheduled. Okay. Are there any third-party management tools you guys use or do you recommend that's out there to manage your product ads or do you think what Amazon provides is sufficient enough? Uh, What Amazon provides is is sufficient. If you know how to upload a, a product data feed and you are tracking the revenue, most of our clients will track the revenue through Google Analytics. And so they'll essentially just get the revenue data on Google Analytics to make adjustments to the bids on Amazon product ads. It's not necessary to have a third-party tool just to manage an Amazon product ads feed, and we don't use a third-party tool. We use our in-house platform. But, I I mean, there's a ton of retailers that don't use any specific technology, and they just send the feed to Amazon, they track in Google Analytics, and, and they make bid adjustments accordingly. Okay, just to wrap up on Amazon product ads, what core metrics should our listeners keep an eye on when they're managing their their Amazon product ads? You just want to have an idea of what your cost of sale goal is going into it. And then you want to associate the revenue on a per product basis and adjust bids accordingly. And so the key metrics are just for you to look at clicks on a per product basis, look at revenue on the per product basis, and then adjust relative to your cost of sale goal. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, let's move swiftly into Amazon sponsored products. These are more, more or less enhanced product listings within Amazon. Would using a sponsored ad help you win the buy box? No. Well, well not directly. So you win the buy box based on a ton of variables, but mostly your price and your fulfillment method. But sponsored products don't display unless you're in the buy box. What I mean by that is if there's 10 of us and we're all selling on Amazon for the same ASIN and we all have the same price, the buy box will rotate and it will essentially give us each 10% of the buy box throughout the day. Sponsored products, if I'm bidding on sponsored products, Amazon will only display my sponsored products during the 10% of the time when I'm in the buy box. And so there's no risk of you using Amazon sponsored products and buying traffic that is then going to your product page when you're not in the buy box. Right. So you should win the buy box first and then use a sponsored product ad. So you're actually not 
eligible for sponsored products for products where you don't have some buy box ownership. So yes, you should win the buy box first, but even if you're rotating the buy box and you're not in the buy box 100% of the time, you can still use sponsored products and they'll only display when you're actively in the buy box. And what does bidding look like? It's based on the products you actually have. So do you lock into your account and say, okay, um, check, check, check these products. Um, I want to feature them on, on Amazon or how, how, how do you see it working? Yeah, so you essentially, there's two, two different types of campaigns. There's automatic campaigns and there's manual campaigns. And you set up your bidding on the per product level. What most advertisers do with sponsored products is they'll set up an automatic campaign which essentially is like broad match on Google, where you're letting Amazon use the keywords that are in your title and your search terms and your bullet points and your description. You're letting them use those keywords to help figure out which sponsored products they should display your product for. And so it's on a per product basis. If you're doing an automatic campaign, you just set a bid, a maximum bid for you to get into the auction and then you'll start to, then Amazon will show you the keywords that you're bidding on. If you set up a manual campaign, then you have to associate the product with the individual keyword that you want to bid on and then set a a keyword bid level. And so, yeah, it it depends on the the format that you're using. Interesting. So does Amazon provide anything like the Google keyword tool that gives you keyword intelligence, basically, so you know what keywords to target? Yes, there's... A couple different tools. We actually still use the Google keyword tool to inform a lot of our initial decisions. But the beauty of sponsored products and why a lot of Amazon sellers use it, even if sponsored products are not like profitable for you, it's a great source of keyword information. Because when you set up those automatic campaigns, Amazon is giving you the exact searches that are displaying for your products And so that's really powerful. It's it's something that Amazon just completely kept that information from the public. They never shared it with anyone. And usually, this is similar to Google, usually advertising is the incentive to get that keyword data. And so sponsored products are, are doing exactly that. So initially, you have to guess. But if you set up an automatic campaign and you let it run, you'll start to see the keywords that are being associated with your product. And you can actually adjust your your strategy from that point forward to maybe reflect some of those keywords in your content or go more aggressively towards a few keywords that you think your competitors aren't really aware of. And so, yeah, that, that information, we'll usually use the Google Keyword Tool during the initial phase before we launch sponsored products to inform our initial keyword strategy. But once we start using the automatic campaigns, you can use the actual Amazon data to inform your strategy. That's clever. Very, very clever. Okay. Are are customers seeing success with with this, you know, ad format from a conversion standpoint? Because you you still need to pay that, you know, 15, 30%, whatever Amazon wants, you know, you to pay with regards to, you know, their fees. And then you, you, you still need to pay per click to your advert using the sponsored product ads. So are advertisers seeing returns, you know, actual return on their investment? Are they, are they just breaking even? Is, is, it, is it an expensive platform to, to, to actually, you know, advertise now? Is it saturated? Is there, is there lots of competition? So there's a lot of different questions in there. I think it depends on who you ask. From our perspective, Coming from the Google AdWords auction world, Amazon-sponsored products convert extremely well, and they have very low CPCs, and it's an extremely immature market. 
if you were to talk to sellers who have been selling on Amazon and using sponsored products for the last year, they would say sponsored products are way more expensive now. Competition is through the roof and it's much more difficult than it used to be. And so it really just depends on the, the perspective of the seller or the agency and their relative experience. I will say though that for most retailers, sponsored products are performing very well, meaning that they're getting like around a 10% cost of sales. So for every 100 that they're investing, they're getting back a thousand in return. But you're right. You definitely have to factor in your 15% to Amazon. If you're using FBA, that usually pushes your total percentage up to like 22%. And so even if you're getting 10% cost of sale on sponsored products, you're essentially paying 32%. I mean, that, that category is like, like jewelry, that, that 30, 40% on Amazon. Yep. And so the real reason that sponsored products are getting so much traction is because it gives your product exposure, right? And so the Amazon flywheel, the way it works is once you start to get sales and you start to get reviews and you start to rank organically for keywords, you're able to maintain that organic ranking as long as you have a product that's getting positive reviews and that the effective conversion rate is high. And so it creates this problem for new products or for sellers who who aren't getting exposure, they simply can't keep up with the the conversion rates of their competitors or they're not getting enough reviews on their products because they're not ranking organically. And so if you can figure out how to increase your review count and you can increase your sale count, then you can rank organically and then the problem is for your competitors to try to keep up with you. And so sponsored products are a way to start to build the momentum in terms of both sales and reviews. And the goal is to rank organically for your key terms. And that's when you make your profitable sales. So that's the real reason why if if sponsored products didn't lead to any organic boost, sellers would probably not invest very much into it. But it's, it's actually one of the few levers that exists to get your product's initial exposure. And it's kind of like throwing your product in the air and you hope that once it's in the air, there's enough conversion rate that it can float on its own. But you need that initial momentum because if you're not getting sales and you're not getting reviews, there's no way for your product to grow in organic ranking. That's amazing insight, Rick, because um, imagine if Google was like that, where you, you're putting money into um, the shopping ads and then you eventually rise organically based on feedback. But that's that's not the case. All right, so Amazon is doing something right there. Okay, what about reporting? What does reporting look like? Um, what kind of um, metrics do you look at um, on a regular basis? And does Amazon provide um, sufficient um, reports, or do you, do you have to use third-party tools to, to view reports and you know get the the real juice from a metric standpoint from your campaigns? So you actually have to use Amazon's reporting because the the checkout is on Amazon. And so they're, they are the source of, of the revenue. So obviously you can't put a tracking pixel or anything on your Amazon landing page because you can't alter the, the source code on Amazon. But yeah, for, for sponsored products, you'll see your bid on the, the keyword level. You'll see the keywords. You'll see the return by keyword. And so there is sufficient data within Seller Central to manage your sponsored products campaigns. What typically happens... Or the bigger challenge from a reporting standpoint is your repeat 
orders from your manufacturers. And so what I mean by that is if Amazon-sponsored products leads to higher demand for your products, that in turn leads to you having to reorder faster from your supplier. And if you don't do that and you don't keep your inventory at a level that's consistent, you will lose your organic rankings because your product dropped off of the marketplace. And that kind of defeats the purpose for the whole activity. And so the point is that reporting is sufficient for Amazon sponsored products, but you need to to pay very close attention to your inventory levels and make sure that you don't run out of stock. Because if you do, it's kind of like starting all over from scratch. So my takeaway from this part of this segment of um, our conversation really is if you're new to Amazon, start off with sponsored ads, sponsored products ads, and then build momentum, make sure you check your inventory. And then once you start to to get reviews and um, you start to get sales through you will eventually settle in organically and um, you have more buy box control. You turn up on the SERPs or um, on the resorts, you know, more often. And and that sort of stabilizes your business in Amazon. But watch your inventory all the time. Yeah, that's the number one problem that Amazon sellers run into who are growing is just they run out of inventory and the Amazon algorithm. it's It's like a flywheel. And Amazon even, they talk about that flywheel a lot. But that works both ways. And so you can rapidly lose ranking if you run out of inventory and it makes it very difficult to get back up to that organic spot that you had before. One interesting point, though, that you you kind of alluded to in the previous question is, you know, sponsor products are great for products that are new. But once you gain organic rankings, we get that question a lot. Like, OK, I'm ranking organically. I accomplished my goal. I'm getting sales. I'm getting reviews. I don't need PPC anymore. And in that instance, sometimes it still makes sense to invest in Amazon sponsored products just as more of a defensive measure. And so what I mean by that is if you're ranking for your top keyword, there might be enough volume for that keyword that it's still worth it for you to pay $500 or $1,000 a month just to defend that position. Because if, if you turn off the sponsor products for that keyword, it leaves you vulnerable for a competitor to start to increase their sales volume and their review volume and their effective conversion rate on that keyword. And Amazon is just going to display the product with the keyword that's converting the highest within that time period. And so it's really, when you think about that whole system and what I described, it's absolutely beautiful for Amazon because you you pay to get your products exposure, but then you also kind of need to pay to keep that spot. And so it's a tax on organic traffic. But yeah, like you said, if that world existed in Google, people would pay a lot more money on Google shopping and a lot more money on text ads if that actually influenced their organic traffic. And for Amazon, it does. Uh, And so in our experience, most of the time that a product goes from not ranking organically to ranking organically well, the seller wants to keep on PPC as more of a defensive move, but it's relative to the amount of sales that they're doing organically. They feel like it's worth it to pay that. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. It's PPC tax. Right. Okay. We've talked about product ads and sponsored ads, and we briefly talked about um, the vendor. I think it was AMS. You said, is there any other thing you just before you, we, we wrap this up, any other tips or you know any other thing we should be aware of with regards to, to Amazon, the world of Amazon and advertising in Amazon, particularly obviously to retail? 
Yeah, so specific to advertising, there is not a lot of good information out there. And it's weird (laughs) to us. We come from a Google world where if you want to learn about ranking organically on Google or if you want to learn about Google PPC, you literally can get an MBA on Google in three months and learn everything that you need to know and essentially master the art and science of Google, right? On Amazon, that world just doesn't exist. Like that information is just not out there. And so there's sellers that know how to do this stuff really well and they make a lot of money and they don't share that information with anyone. They're aren't really agencies that are are helping sellers on Amazon. And so a lot of that content will oftentimes come from agencies. There are a few technology tools, but the technology market is still relatively immature relative to to Google. And so you'll hear a lot of, the the more that we get involved in the Amazon world, you'll you'll hear a lot of sellers and just everyone involved in it kind of calling it like a gold rush. There just isn't a lot of competition Right now, relative to Google, it's the algorithm is so much more basic than Google's algorithm. It's actually ripe for manipulation, which is something that Amazon needs to figure out in the long run. But specific to advertising, I'll be honest, I think we put out the best information about Amazon-sponsored products. And the fact that we just started learning about sponsored products about a year ago and we're the best source for that information, I give us credit to be in that position. But I also think it's kind of an indictment of the fact that there's just people who know stuff about Amazon just don't share it. There's not a, a sharing community. That sharing happens in private, in mastermind groups, in workshops, but it's not you know through inbound marketing and through content marketing. And so advertising-wise, there's not a lot of great resources. We put out a guide on sponsored products that I think is better than anything else that's out there. In terms of of other tools, there's a lot of, of technology that we recommend for feedback, to increase your feedback percentage, there's a tool called Feedback Genius from Seller Labs. To track your organic ranking, there's a tool called uh, AMZ Tracker, which is is awesome to see the impact of you know when you're buying PPC and you want to rank higher for certain keywords. Amazon doesn't have those reports. And so a tool like AMZ Tracker or there's another one called AMZ, AMZ Shark, they're great for keyword level tracking for larger FBA sellers that are doing over 100,000 a month in FBA. There's a technology called Tika Metrics, which helps essentially to treat your products like commodities. And essentially, FBA kind of is like commodities trading. And so Tika Metrics is, is probably the most advanced tool that I've seen when it comes to reordering figuring out when to liquidate your stock, determining the turn ratio of your inventory on Amazon. And so for large Amazon sellers, all that stuff gets really complicated. And Tika Metrics is, is a solid tool. Also for taxes, anyone that I've seen use TaxJar, which I think is like $10 a month to deal with all the tax-related issues on Amazon, um, loves it. And so, yeah, those are those are a few just like technology recommendations. Oh, that's amazing. I'm going to link to every one of them on here. I just wanted to ask, if you don't buy ads through the sponsored products, um, does that mean you don't have any keyword data from Amazon? Do, do you have to pay to get the keyword data from the sponsored ads in Amazon? Pretty much, yes. But a lot of sellers are private labeling and they actually don't have a huge number of keywords that they're targeting. And so a lot lot of the research 
to be honest, is done just on Amazon. It's just a, a keyword search on Amazon. You see the other sellers. You see how many reviews they have. You see their price point, and you try to figure out if you could, if your product could rank higher than their product. And it's really as basic as that. It gets more difficult when your number of SKUs goes up dramatically. But yeah, the, the keyword data. If you want the accurate keyword data, it will come from sponsored products. Outside of that, your best bet is just doing the searches on Amazon on your own. Mm. So Amazon typically shows the top 100 in a category. Are there any tools to sort of get the longer tail um, that will reveal the top 1,000 or top 10,000 within a category? Yeah, there's there's a lot of scraping tools that essentially can do whatever you want. And so pretty much all these Amazon technologies are not integrated with the Amazon API. The Amazon API is very difficult to work with and doesn't have all the data sources. And so all the technology tools are using scraping technology. And that sort of information, it's available through scraping. And so if you know any developers that have scraping experience or there's there's Chrome extensions where you can use to scrape. Um, and so as long as you know the information that you want, it's available. It's just a matter of the dev resources to, to do it. But to that specific question, yeah, it wouldn't be that hard to to set up a simple scraper to go instead of top 100, you go top 1,000. Okay, going back to resources and CPC strategy, what are your top white papers or blog posts you would suggest listeners tap into or go to on cpcstrategy.com? Yeah, so the, the top three sources that relate to, to this particular podcast are essentially there's two different sides of Amazon. There's buyability and discoverability. And buyability is trying to win the buy box. It's trying to increase your conversion rates on Amazon. Discoverability is how to get more exposure to your products on Amazon. And so the levers that impact your discoverability and your buyability sometimes overlap, but oftentimes they're different. And so the guides are, if you have a 100% buy box, then you want to read the discoverability guide. If you're not winning the buy box, you want to read the buyability guide. But those are the two guides that I I highly recommend. And then we actually have an entire guide dedicated just to sponsored products, which is obviously relevant to this podcast. And so I would say those are the three white papers that your readers, if they want more information, should check out the Amazon Buyability Guide, our Amazon Discoverability Guide, and our Amazon Sponsored Products Guide. Okay, I'm on um, your website now, and I'm under Learn, and it should be under Resources, Learn Resources, and um, I'm just scrolling down here, and I could see Research Reports, um, Shopping Comparison, just do a quick... Amazon. Okay, I found it. Product buyability. It's it's an it's a white paper. Awesome. Good stuff. Okay, so guys, just go to cpcstrategy.com forward slash learn and um you will find it. Fantastic. Before you go, what's the best way listeners can get with get in touch with you and the agency? Yeah, if, if there's any questions, they can just ask me direct. Uh, my email is rick at cpcstrategy.com. Any Amazon-related questions or Google or Facebook, uh, if I don't have the answers, someone at CPC Strategy probably will, and we'll do our best to, to try to help you out. Fantastic. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show, Rick. Thank you for sharing your insights on Amazon product advertising and Amazon advertising. It's been amazing. Well, thank you very much. It was, it was a pleasure being on the show. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X eCommerce. To help you get more actionable insights and e-commerce growth hacks that will help you 2X your online retail business, hop over to 2xecommerce.com. It's a blog dedicated to e-commerce and multi-channel marketing. 
run by the show's host, Kuhn Lay Campbell. 2xecommerce.com is packed full of articles and guides to help increase traffic to your store, increase repeat purchases, and average order value. Thanks for listening. Visit 2xecommerce.com.